Sam Hollis has been at the movies. He joins me now. Hi, Sam. Kia ora, Jesse. Big boss man this week, Sam. Big boss man. I'm in charge. How, Sam, how, how are you liking it? Sam's been our uh, acting executive producer and doing a great job as well, but you've managed to get some movie watching in. Yep, still managed to squeeze it in, of course, um, and a couple of really good ones today, which I'm excited about because I feel like it's been been a few uh, a few reviews in a row with us where I haven't had too much positive uh, things <laughs> to say, so I'm excited about this one. We appreciate your honesty, but yeah, it was a real dog of a uh, run there for a while, Sam. It really was. I was kind of I was falling into those gaps with the other critics. I think where you know I was <laughs> yeah. I was left with the scraps and and they yeah. got all the good ones. But they'll this do, week is different, so that's nice. So, they'd do Barbie and Oppenheimer, and you'd get the new Saw movie. Yeah, exactly, um, <laughs> exactly. Okay, you've been to one called. Anatomy of a Fall. Yes. So this is a French courtroom drama thriller sort of combo uh, from a director, Justine Trier. Uh, it opened the recent NZ International Film Festival, but it's finally opening wide in cinemas next Thursday. So a great chance for everybody to finally get out and go and see this. Yeah. Uh, worth noting as well, this also won the Palm Jour, the big prize at this year's Cannes Film Festival. So there's been a lot Gosh. of anticipation yeah. building behind this. It's a very simple story, though. Uh, I don't really really want to spoil anything because it would be very easy to do so but the basic premise is that a man is found dead in the snow at the bottom of his two-story window in a remote part of France uh, he was living there with his wife uh, Sandra and their son Daniel who discovered the body and basically what happened was it a suicide was he pushed obviously Sandra is a suspect but things just kind of snowball from there so from that it probably sounds like a very straight up and down thriller you know person gets killed who did it but mm. with anatomy of a fall uh, that's really just the surface level uh, it goes much deeper than that and it really turns into a complex dissection of a relationship of a marriage that from the outside appears completely normal and blissful but as we find out is anything but as we find out through this courtroom process um so Rather than a mysterious who done it, I would say this more reminded me of uh, thrillers like uh, David Finch's Gone Girl or even last year's Decision to Leave. It, it just feels so precise and methodical in the way that it approaches the story and the way that it slowly peels back the layers of these characters, where it becomes about so much more than just figuring out who committed this crime. That almost feels secondary and, and beside the point by the mm. time you actually come to that conclusion. And much of that is down to the brilliant direction um i mean like most courtroom dramas it is quite wordy um but you pick up on so much outside of that just from the way the characters are blocked and framed together in scenes uh the music choices um sandra hewler's brilliant performance which just creates this really really fleshed out character uh to to pin your hopes on um and it's just made in such a way that you're constantly questioning things and like i said that snowball just keeps rolling and rolling and getting bigger and bigger the whole time and the anticipation just keeps on building so th there's a lot more that I could say but I would risk spoiling things so I'll just leave it there and um, implore everybody to go out and see this movie it's brilliant undoubtedly one of the best films of the year so I really hope people don't miss this one. Oh, thank you is it a very French film? It, it actually goes back and forth between French and English quite yeah. a bit um, and I mean people have seen these kinds of movies courtroom dramas it doesn't divert too much from the kind of formula you've seen before other than the ways that I pointed out so it's not like it's going to be particularly hard to follow and for a foreign film not particularly subtitle heavy okay thank you and did you recognize any of the 
actors or are they mostly French locals? Uh, mostly French locals. Uh, Sandra Hewler, who plays the main character, she is uh, quite well known in French cinema and I think is starting to sort of spread her wings a little bit wider than that. But I think this film in particular is going to be a, a huge one for her. her. Her performance is really spectacular and just the auth- authenticity that she manages to, to get into this character um, is really something to behold. So I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing that name popping up a bit more. Yeah, so- she, the actor's called Sandra, and I think the character is called yes, Sandra too. Yeah, sorry if that got a little, a little confusing. No, that's okay. And and who who are the kind of the main characters? Because there's a son as well. Isn't yes, there? it very much focuses on uh, Sandra. But like I said, she's living with her uh, son, who is eleven, I believe. The son is also blind as well, um, and that ah. plays into the story in certain ways that I won't go into. Um, but it really is kind of focused on Sandra and her world, and then there's a lot of flashbacks with her and her husband right. uh, that. You know the Samuel who was killed, um, and we sort of see the ins and outs of their relationship. So really, the film is built on their dynamic, and it's totally down to those two actors. And like I said, the way that Justine Trier uh, re- um, directs them—that's um, where the tension comes in this film, and that's what I really loved about it. Have you watched The Staircase? Yes, the yes, I have. Yeah. So there's two versions of it. There is the the original documentary. But that's what I was just thinking. Yeah, I've seen the doc. I haven't seen um, the dramatization. Yeah, was that the one that had like Colin Firth? And, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have, and it's um, it's really um, I really enjoyed the documentary, and then because it's kind of weird to have two TV series with the same name mm. about the same subject, but the um. The dramatization actually that has the documentary makers as um, characters in it, I believe. And Colin Firth is the guy who may or may not have killed his wife. Uh, and there's, of course, obviously a lot of the uh, drama is set in the courtroom. Mm. And there's all those sort of flashbacks and recreations. It just reminded me of it when you were talking about Anatomy of a Fall, when you as the viewer aren't quite sure who's telling the truth. Yes. And um, sometimes even the flashbacks, you're not sure if they're accurate or not. So. Yeah, because who, whose perspective are they being yeah, told yeah, yeah. from? It just, like I said, it just it, there's just so many questions that it brings up. And it's so down to the structure of it with things like this, where you're constantly jumping around in time. You don't know who's who's narration is worthy um i just love that kind of thing it just gets me so gripped and that's what this film did other great courtroom dramas uh, philadelphia few good men 12 angry men 12 angry men to kill a mockingbird yeah yeah any others listeners on 2101 that's anatomy of a fall and how about How to Blow Up a Pipeline? Yeah, so what? A, first of all, amazing title, right? Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Um, so yeah, this is another thriller, How to Blow Up a Pipeline. This time uh, it's about a gang of environmental activists who hatch a plan to as the title implies, blow up an oil pipeline. They want to send a message and they want to cause a major disruption to this oil company in the US. So this was directed by Daniel Goldharbour and it also played in the film festival this year but it's just been made available on video on demand services so your Apple TV Pluses, Google Play, all those usual VOD pipes. Um, So this was another really, really great watch and I was so happy to finally see this because I did miss it during the festival. Um, I loved the approach it took to this story 
basically right from the word go, it throws you into the midst of the group putting this insane plan into action. And you get a sense of their personalities and the way they interact. And then one by one, we flash back and look at what turned each of these characters into the eco-warriors they are. And we learn their personal reasons for getting involved in this plot. So again, it's not simply thrills for the sake of thrills. It's much more based in character um, and you know what their mission is what brings them to this mission rather than just creating action and and suspense out of the mission itself so when we do get back to the thrills though it does not disappoint there is just so much suspense in the story oh my god my my palms were sweating um and if i I, it might have been a good thing that i watched this at home because in a cinema you know i would have left the seat saturated um but some of the most tense moments in tv shows and uh, and films is when someone has to cut the wire. Yeah. <laughs> is it that sort of it's tense? It's that sort of tense, and, yeah. the, and not just one scene. Like, it's all over this movie. Um, and, you know, you're, the characters you're following here, they're, they're not exactly a group of preordained terrorists or experts on this stuff by any means. They're very much a, a ragtag group. So you, there's, there is a sense that things could go pear-shaped at any moment, um, and it just wrings every little drop of tension that it can out of that. So I loved it for that reason and and it's all set in the landscape of the vast uh wilderness of texas so you get these beautiful wide shots kind of emphasizing you know small characters in a big world kind of thing you really get a sense of the magnitude of what they're trying to achieve and it also gives the film this really kind of eerie uh agoraphobic feel which really elevated it as well for me but but uh for me the most interesting aspect of this is sort of the the moral ambiguity that uh it creates around these characters and what they're doing there's there's always this question in the air of whether their plan is really justified and a necessary means to an end or if uh or if this is simply you know a destructive act of eco-terrorism um and some of the characters go back and forth on that and others simply avoid the question but i think i i liked that the film doesn't really force you to side with these characters because they are you know committing crimes um and uh they're not intentionally trying to hurt anyone but what they're doing could result in people getting hurt so you don't exactly back them but you back their mission and you kind of are stuck in this like gray area which i i really like that it just doesn't force you to make a moral judgment so um another great film here that i'd highly recommend really gripping really fast paced you'll you'll breeze through it um so i say check it out if you're staying in this weekend nice one thanks sam great reviews thank you sam hollis acting executive producer here on Afternoons and also our uh, regular film reviewer, How to Blow Up a Pipeline and Anatomy of 